When I'm on stage, everything inside blows out and it feels really good. <laughs> Expressing our thoughts and anger and, and our music is just simple as life. It attracts introverts, but with each other, we're extroverts. This is Vietnam's Renovation Generation. In episode 4, we're talking to Zhuang Bui. Zhuang is the tiny, tiny front woman who utters screams from hell and sings like an angel in Hanoi metalcore band Windrunner. At 22 years old, she has a number of roles to play to keep life at the equilibrium. A bank internship keeps her father happy, the band keeps her soul happy, and frequent ritual practice keeps her ancestors happy. We talked to her about Hanoi's metal scene, screaming, expectations, and her grandmother's bones. Hello, one, two, one, two. Is it good? Yeah. Part one, screaming and music. My name is Zhuang Bui. I'm from Vietnam. On one of Hanoi's coldest days in eight years, I caught up with Zhuang at the School of Mosh Hardcore Music Festival, which she was involved in organizing. Right now I play in a um, metal core band. <laughs> we met in an urban bar around the corner for green tea, whilst a group of men next to us were having their lunchtime vodka. Before this goes any further, I needed to know how someone this soft-spoken could scream like she does. You've just been sound checking. I was expecting you to come back and like find it really hard to to speak to me, but yeah. you seem like completely fine. Put a chopstick into your mouth, I guess, and then you breathe out, and then you change the direction of, of the air breathing out inside. When I practice, it looks like I'm just breathing. I think I, I managed that technique well, so I don't damage my throat or anything inside. Did you just practice in your bedroom? I don't even have a bedroom, you know, typical Vietnamese house, very small spaces and no privacy at all. <laughs> the music studio is the only place I can scream. The music studio, or the stage of course, which is where she had to go straight after this. I invited Zung to my house a couple of weeks later to find out how she thought the music festival went. Phong cửa chị, ở đây. I guess we can sit here if you want. Yeah, yeah. So Japan. Yeah, I know, I love sitting on the floor like this. How did you think it went, the festival? This is the first time this kind of heavy music festival was held in, in Hanoi. And um, Hanoi's people, they're the majority. They don't really into heavy music. This is kind of a big success for us as a first step, but it was so cold. Because of that, I was so grateful for, for people who showed up. And I really hope that this scene will, will be stronger and uh, the artists somehow, in some day, can make a living out of making music. I wondered if they had had any trouble with the police that day, being the first hardcore metal festival in Hanoi. There were five police. At first they wear their uniforms and they just go in, go out, go in, go out. I, I even like um, tell them a joke, hey, where's your ticket? <laughs> and, they, and they just um, 
smile really friendly and after that they wear casual clothes and they came inside and they saw the mosh pit and they see people doing stage dive and screaming and jumping like crazy and they were they smile like oh it's like the first time they've ever seen something that passionate so that's them going home listening to metal for sure but when was the first time zung felt the passion of metal she said she started getting into music in her late teenage years with R&B and pop, then moved on to mainstream metal like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Dream of Californication. My mom even remembered the melody and she sang it in the bathroom. And if I so cute. And if you want these kind of dreams, it's Californication. But then a key turning point, a friend introduced her to metal. Many people don't understand how to enjoy metal. Zhuang has some persuasive arguments for us. For our young generation, there are many people like me. Uh, we have strong belief and expression. But we can't just yell at people or, or do something like normal to relieve. So heavy music is really one of the best methods. Reason number two. We can dance, hardcore dance and scream and people around do the same crazy stuff with this so kind of hey i found my community <laughs> and we feel like we're accepted reason number three we can be anything we want deep inside on the stage it is art it has great melody great structure and uh, amazing artists playing it much better into a noisy music than going drug addiction or drinking alcohol right really healthy Expectations and opportunities for the renovation generation. Zhuang's current Facebook profile picture is her posing in a traditional Vietnamese alzai for her graduation. She has long dark hair, pink lipstick. There's something slightly gothic about it. Comparing that to the girl I met wearing straight black jeans, a black band shirt, puffy yellow coat, gave me a first glimpse into her ability to split herself into many different selves. But how does the regular life and the music life cross over? What happens when the kid brings the music life home? Most of Vietnamese young people have to divide into parts, apart for your parents' expectation, apart for yourself, apart for the society. We have lots of pressure. We all have a music life and a uh, regular life. <laughs> to begin with, her parents banned her from playing music. But then her mother saw that it was unfair. Zung was working hard in a finance degree, so she should be allowed to play music too. She's kind of proud of me. My daughter can write this music, she can, you know, she can sing and she can record and stuff. My dad finally, finally stopped preventing me from, from doing the music. I know he's, he's sad, he's really sad. When he saw me always going out, practicing and, and went home in like, at like 11 p.m. But yeah, I think somehow it's... This kind of work. So in Vietnam, as in every society, types of generation gap exists. I wanted Zung's perspective on what has happened since 1986. The most significant thing is people before 86, they believe in the communists and the presidents that run this country. The economy is really poor and people have to stand up together and they are really united. They believe in the in the value of 
of the United Nations, they believe in the value of family and they really don't want to stand out because everybody is equal, equally poor. But after 86, the economy is growing and uh, we have much more facilities uh, to, to do what we want to do. We have internet in 97. We know about, about other cultures across the, the universe. How has that shaped the renovation generation? We want to, to claim ourselves. I am me, I'm different, and I can do this and I can do that. I got talent. Each of us has different kinds of ability. And I think that's a good thing because that can exploit everyone's best quality can help build out this country. This kind of individualistic attitude chars with the government philosophy, which is based on Confucius values. I wondered how politics interfered with her life today. It turns out someone else had asked this question already, and she wasn't much interested in talking about it. I got an interview at BBC, right? And they asked something about politics. Congress? What Congress? At Hanoi Creative City, an old government-owned office block now turned into a funky experimental art space. At that time, I don't want to talk much about politics, but the guy just keep asking about the Congress meeting. I don't want to have a secret agent following me. In a group of friends, we sometimes talk about politics, but even if we have um, ideas and stuff to help build up the Congress is the things are like really hard to reach to so nah, we mainly talk about music. Her spirituality and ancestors play a much bigger role in her everyday life than politics. Part 3 Ancestors. Zong always calls on her ancestors for support especially on important gig days where she always prays before the altar. Uh, protect me today. I have a, a really big festival and I want it to be uh, successful. Please, please give me strength to do this. I believe that when when I died, my spirits are around and I'm watching my kids and <laughs> protect them and stuff. Just like my grandparents are doing it. When I do that kind of praying and, and, and that rituals, it always works. Yeah, and I think that my ancients looking down and, <laughs> and protect me and help me through. One of the most significant and extraordinary days of Zung's life was when her grandmother's coffin was lifted from the ground five years after she had died. Oh my god, it's really hot and at that time, suddenly it rains, it rains so hard. When the coffin is up, the rain stopped. This is a traditional ritual in order to clean the bones with special herbs. We put the bones in a smaller coffin and then we build it strong so she can rest in peace. After that, all of us sick. One of the things that I will not have a chance to see anymore because people right now, they prefer burning. This is because it's more hygienic and easier. To give an idea of how difficult this is, the specialist bone cleaners have to be so careful with the school. If anything goes wrong, her grandma could have a headache for all of eternity. Did she feel scared on this day? I just can't think of anything but like, yay, it's my grandma again. I haven't seen her in five years. Yeah, this is like the closest form of her. I don't feel scared. That's my grandma. She loves me. Hey, grandma, this is the last time I saw you like bones to bones. <laughs> like this close and because she's all bones now. Her bones are nice. Nice and, and small. She was a small lady. 
Would experiences like this make it into Zhuang's lyrics? I will definitely buy, write songs about the death. It's not something that we should scare of. I think always the death always open our eyes in different aspects of life. They think the, this is a very heavy music, angry and stuff. So you have to write about something really scary like death and, and darkness and stuff. But in our music, we, we, we write songs about, all about love, about life, about brotherhood and uh, betraying and stuff. So it's, it's very normal, like no death and no scary things at all. This has been Vietnam's Renovation Generation. It was produced by Fabiola Buscelli, Chang Niem and me, Eliza Lomas. On the next episode, we'll hear from Uyen, an art curator and political thinker. Follow us on SoundCloud or subscribe to us on iTunes to be notified for all the coming episodes. <laughs>